Our scripture reading this morning is going to come from the book of Exodus chapter 16. If you want to turn there and mark that for just a moment. And also go back into the uh, New Testament in the book of Matthew chapter 6. Again, Exodus chapter 16. And then in the book of Matthew chapter 6. So again, if you want to mark your Bibles for Exodus chapter 16. We want to begin this morning in the book of Matthew chapter 6. We'll soon embark upon a time where people are going to start saying, what can I do to make my life better? Every time the calendar flips over from a new one year to the next, people are always transitioning. What can they do and how can they do it? We're going to see in, in just a moment in the Old Testament that the Bible teaches that there were sacrifices at different times throughout the year. Sometimes it might even be as frequently as a month, but sometimes it's daily. I thought of a song uh, this morning. I was thinking of the old song, and let me read you a little bit to it. You're very familiar with probably the lyrics. It says, uh, What have I to do? Yesterday's gone, sweet Jesus, and tomorrow will never be mine. God help me today. Show me the way. And as the song title says, one day at a time. Song also says, show me the stairway that I have to climb. Not tomorrow's stairway or not the one that I missed yesterday. The song that we read here uh, from, from Linda Randall was talking about, show me what I have to do today. Do you remember when you walked among men? Well, Jesus, you know if you're looking below that it's worse now than then. It's pushing and shoving and it's crowded my mind. So Lord, for my sake not your sake but Lord for my sake teach me to take one day at a time Matthew chapter 6 and verse 11 says give us this day our daily bread I don't know about you that are here this morning and whether you know it or admit it or not we do not just need God on the Sabbath day, Sunday. We need God every single day. Every single day. And we're going to read in the book of Exodus how God provided the manna to the people of Israel. Now I'll go ahead and tell you this. The manna, the amazing, one of the, of the many amazing things about the manna is every morning at the beginning of their day, God provided them what they needed for that day. Do you believe this morning that God can grant unto you every single day what you need. And I believe he will. And I, that my thought this morning would be to go day by day. Day by day is what we need to go by this morning. And we see is that God has a promise or a desire that we might live our life one day at a time. If you mark your Bibles in the book of Exodus, chapter 16, let's begin reading in verse 14. And when the dew that lay was gone up, so that lets you know the morning dew of the day was gone. So early in the morning, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing, as small as the frost on the ground. So there was something small, but it was what they needed every single day. I don't know that in our physical lives that we step up. Now, we may do enough to last us for an entire week, but we don't go to, to some gathering and eat enough on Sunday 
physically speaking, that it's going to last us all week. We eat every single day. I don't know if I've ever had a day that I've not ate or drank something. Now, I know it's possible to do that, but not very long. But for the most part, we eat and drink every single day. For you that are here this morning, I pray that we, and not only us, but all of those around the world today, that we might be reminded that we need to go day by day, one day at a time, let the Lord ask him, say, Lord, what am I supposed to do today? Sometimes we get our eyes fixed on the end and we forget about the present. Sometimes we get our eyes looking past and we forget about the current moment of time that we're in. And here in the book of Exodus chapter 16 and verse 14, then it says, and the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, it is manna. You know what I, I find interesting in this, and I don't know if this stuff is interesting to you, but there's a statement there. They said, it is manna, but in the translation that means, what is it? In other words, they were experiencing something they had never experienced before, but they knew that it must be something God said. For they wished not what it was, they didn't know, but he said, it is manna, for we wist not what it was. And Moses said to them, so to give them assurance, this is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating. An omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them that are in his tents. So the Lord said this. Or excuse me, we see here that uh, Moses told the people, he said, this is what the Lord told you to do. He said, I'm going to provide what you need in the morning. You're going to have to go out and get what you need. So you see, if we want God to supply our daily bread, we have to ask ourselves, Lord, what do I need to do every single day? Now, don't get me wrong. I, I believe in the power of the Sabbath. I believe in the power of assembling together, and I believe in that. But folks, we need God every single day of our life. Day by day as we go through our, our, uh, our lives, not just the next year, but every day of our life, we need to take it one day at a time. So you see here the instructions were given. You need to go out and get what's for you, but for those that have not separated and started their own lives, you need to take care of them also. I'll tell you what else I believe in this morning. I believe in the family structure of the way that God set it up. I believe that God set it up for those that have the ability to go do something to bring it to those that don't have that ability. In other words, I believe parents should be uh, given that responsibility to raise, rear their children, to raise them where they can be fed the things of God and to feed on them. And there's going to come a day they're going to move out and they'll do their own thing. And then they must be responsible for these things. But notice what he said here. He said, I want you to go out... He said, and every man, according to his eating, he said, every one. And the 17th verse says this, and the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, and he that gathered much had nothing over, and that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, let no man leave of it till the morning. In other words, we, want to, we, we would call this rationing out. He said, no, you're not going to ration this out. He said, God will give you what you need every single day. Notwithstanding that they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left it until the morning. And it bred worms and stank, and Moses was wroth with them. 21st verse, our last verse we'll read at this point. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating. 
And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. Going back to that verse in the book of Matthew chapter 6. Give us this our daily bread. You see, the word daily actually comes from a Greek translation that means something that is indispensable. Whether you know this or not this morning, folks, God does not need to be dispensable to you and to me. What does that mean? That just means if you wake up and you've got so many things going in your life, in our own language we say, something's got to give. I've got to get rid of something. I'm not going to get all of this done. Folks, I beg of you, do not let God be the one thing that you push aside so that we can accomplish all the other things. We need God to grant us daily bread. Every day, not just on Sunday or not just for an hour or two, but he says, give us this day our daily bread. The word also means something that can be a subject that can be set aside. What does that mean? If we want to say, if I want to come up to you and I want to have a, a conversation about the weather and you try to take it off and say, let's talk about the, the, the price of gas, whatever you want to detour it, you, it's a topic you don't want to discuss. You see, daily bread is not something that you should push aside and act like it doesn't exist. We have to realize that we need God and it's okay for people to know that. How often do we wake up first thing in the morning when the dew is not even set and said, Lord, I don't know what today holds, but I want you to use me in this day. Folks, our conversations, our lifestyles, all these things that we go through, these are things that God can use us in. In the book of Numbers, I want to turn over the book of Numbers chapter 29 for just a minute. A very interesting chapter. If you ever want to sit down and read this in its entirety, Very second verse of Numbers chapter 29. And ye shall offer a burnt offering for a sweet savor unto the Lord. One young bullock and one ram and seven lambs of the first year without blemish. So here's what's going to happen. He said, we're going to make sacrifices in our life and there's going to be an altar where things are going to be consumed. You ever notice something about fires? Fires are meant to consume and to destroy things. Folks, there's one thing I believe about God, that there is no closed hours for God. I believe that there's always a fire on the altar of God. And what I mean by that is, is that there's an altar that's always burning. And if you need to consume something at an altar, you know what I believe? I believe that you can approach God at any hour and God can take care of your needs. And here in the book of uh, Numbers chapter 29, notice what he says talking about these offerings that we make, he gets down in the sixth verse. He said, beside the burnt offering of the month, he goes on to say, and his meat offering and the daily burnt offering. Folks, today I don't know again if you realize this or we understand this, but we need God on a daily basis. You know what? We need God. And sometimes people want to sleep just as late as they can. And don't get me wrong, I understand that. But folks, may we always make time for God in our life. May we always see these things. For you see, that there was if you study out these sacrifices that were made, there was the identity or the way that they looked of the monthly sacrifices and the daily sacrifices was not much different other than the frequency by which they occurred. You know what? There's not a lot of difference in how we talk to God on Sunday morning. Or maybe I should ask this question. 
Do you think there's a difference in how we talk to God and how we honor Him on Sunday morning versus how we would do that on, let's say, a Thursday afternoon? Or maybe a Friday morning or a Tuesday morning, folks. There's no difference other than the frequency by which it happens. Now, Sunday mornings are a little bit more unique, and I understand that, but we still worship Him and we, we commune with Him every single day. And notice what He said. He says, daily burnt offerings. Moses was teaching the people of Israel early, early on here that we're reading about in the book of Exodus and here in the book of Numbers we're reading on is that that Moses is going to teach us that it is important to have continual work and labor for our relationship with God. Now I want to say that to you again, that Moses was teaching us that it's important for us to have continual work uh, to have that relationship with with God, And that's what he's talking about is that through all these things that we need to have this devotion to God and we need to be able to accomplish all of these things. Romans chapter 12. Let me read you a verse if I may. The book of Romans chapter 12 in the very first verse says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your Reasonable service. Today we talk about this morning about how that we need to ask God what we need every single day. God provided the manna on a daily basis. They woke up every morning. You know, sometimes, let me ask you this. Do you ever feel like sometimes you just hit the ground and as soon as you get going that there's no God time in your life and all of a sudden you take off? You know what? Even if we're driving down the road or we're going about getting ready in the morning, we need to, we must find the urgency of realizing God, give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need because you see the bread that they had was not an elective or something they didn't need. The importance was it was something they needed. Folks, we need God every single day. Don't let your guard down just because it's Monday. You can't let your guard down because it's a Friday or a Saturday. Folks, we always must keep our guard up and say, Lord, give us this day our daily bread, which means give me something I can't push off. Give me something that I can't ignore. Give me something that is absolutely the most important thing that I need in my life. And that is where we start our day off in prayer and communing with God. God. Let me ask you this. How frequently do you start a day praying? Lord, I don't know what today holds. Or Lord, help me in this day. Or Lord, use me in this day. Or Lord, open up the doors in my life today. Or Lord, whatever it is, do you ever just pray every morning, Lord, these things? Or do we just automatically assume they're going to happen? You know what, today, sometimes we just think that things are so automatic that we don't want to, to do it or go through the actions of doing that. And that's why we see that it's important that in order for them to do the sacrifices and for all the things that they must do, they must go out and gather uh, the manna and bring it in. That there was a, The problem was they needed to do things on their own. If you ever forget to pray, does your day seem the same? I've, I've heard for a long time in my life, and I don't know if this relates to you, well, if I don't go to church on Sunday morning, my week's just not right. Do you know what it means when people say that? And I'm starting to understand that. It just means it's a part of their life. It's a part of their, and I don't know if people want to hear this or not, it's a part of their routine. It's a part of their devotion. It's a part of their dedication. And you see, when we miss something, does our D seem right? Sometimes we're so comfortable with not praying in the morning that we don't miss it. 
We don't miss the fact that we stopped and took time to, uh, to slow down and say, God, help me in this day or, or guide me in this day. We see that it's important for us to realize is that we need God in all that we do. Psalm chapter 86. Psalms chapter 86. Notice what David is praying here. Psalms 86 and verse 1 says, Bow down thine ear, O Lord, and hear me. For I am poor and needy. I want to tell you something. I don't know if this is a bubble burst to you or not. But even on your best day, folks, you need God. Even on your best day, you need God. A lot of people read this verse saying, David sure was a downtrodden man. Folks, he understood. Yes, he had some struggles in his life. But he understood that I am poor and needy. And so is every other human being. We all are poor this morning. We all are needy. We don't want to be that person that somebody has to take care of us. But the truth is, David said, I am poor and I am needy. On the best day of our life, folks, we are poor and needy and we need God. Things going good in your life, you still need God. Thank God for it, but you still need God. Preserve my soul, for I am holy O thou my God, save my servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful, he said unto me. O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Daily. That was something that was important for David. He said, Lord, he said, I'm going to cry out unto thee. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift my soul. You see, David has this humility in his life where he brings a brokenness or a, a, a humility unto God, and God picks him up. And he says here that, he says, I cry unto thee daily. Do you think it's important that we do things frequently or continually? I have no doubt that many husbands and wives probably told each other they loved each other before they got married and when they got married, but it didn't stop the day they got married. And the reason is, it's okay to continually tell people, I love you, or I appreciate you, or to continually tell people thank you over and over and over again. Let me ask you something. Is there ever a time in our life that we can say we've talked to God too much? Is there a time that you can tell God that you love Him too much for all that He's done? Is there ever a time in your life that you can say, God, uh, I, I, I've already thanked you enough. I, I don't need to say any more, folks. You can thank God every breath that you have in you and it's still not going to be enough. Now, I'm not saying that God's requiring of that, but he's simply saying that when we arise in the morning, may we thank God. For notice what David says here in Psalms 143. Psalms 143 says in verse 8, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. Folks, there's just something about starting your day with God. When we said this morning that we need to go day by day with God, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. It's just something about waking in the morning. It's not the fact that Sunday services are in the morning and you get Sunday morning what you need all week long. It's the fact of this is God's allowing us to assemble together. We're preaching and proclaiming the gospel, but every day, David said, cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. Sometimes we just have to stop and listen. He said, let me hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know, now notice what he said, when I hear you, Lord, 
He says, cause me to know the wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. You know, sometimes our days are planned. I don't, if you want to tell me your day's planned, that's fine. But you know what? You probably have a plan for today. You probably got a plan for tomorrow and another plan the day after. We probably have plans every day. But how often do we say, Lord, one, not are you going to change those plans? But where do you come into those plans? Well, preacher, I don't know what the big deal is. I'm just getting up and going to work, folks. We need God on our jobs. Preacher, I don't know what the importance is. It's just me and my family going to get together this afternoon and we're just going to enjoy a time of fellowship. Guess what? You need God in your families. Preacher, I'm just going to go visit the shut-ins in the, in the nursing home or in their homes. Guess what? We need God in the shut-ins that they too might feel the presence of God in our life. There's not an aspect of our life we do not need God. We think that God's reserved for the hospitals and the funeral homes and the shut-ins, folks. But I believe that the, that, that, that the presence of God is something we need every single day. Sure, on Sunday morning, we're going to get up and go to church and we need God in church. But folks, God is not reserved for Sunday morning inside a sanctuary when the church assembles together. We need God every single day of our life. And notice what David said, Lord, let me hear thy loving kindness. Let me just block out everything else that's going on in the world and let me just listen to you. Probably one of the most peaceful things I ever get to do in life is when I get away from all the unnatural noises and just listen. Listen. Whether it's the wind blowing or the birds singing or just listening to nature itself, I just love listening to God because and, and to see His, His wonderful uh, craftiness that He has all around me. It's just a way that we can say, God, this is your day. What do you want from me? Not what we have planned, but God, what do you have? And that's why He goes on later and says, Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto Thee. Every single day that we have to try to say, Lord, here I am. We don't say I love you just one time in our life and that's the end of it. We don't just say thank you one time in our life and that's the end of it. It's something we do over and over and over again. And the reason that we continue to do those things is because we have a great deal of gratitude of what God has done for us. The book of Acts chapter 17. God's Word. Acts chapter 17. Do you think that God's Word... I don't want to back up. And I don't mean this in a, in a way to, to, to... I just want you to ask yourself, how easy is it for us to take God's Word, lay it on the counter, and pick it up next Sunday morning as we walk back out the door again? Now, when I say that, that happens a lot of time with me. My Bible will lay there, and sometimes during the week I'll pick it up, sometimes it stays there. But let's exclude the physical part of that. I have computers, I have phones, I have lots of things, and I'll read God's Word. But how often do we take God's Word and apply it to us every single day? Notice what he says in Acts 17 here, verse 11. These were more noble. Notice what happened here. Uh, the Marines here says, than those at Thessalonica, in that they received the Word with all readiness of mind, and they searched the scripture daily whether those things were so. It's important for us to wake up every single day and say, Lord, your word is what we need in our life. 
His word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a guide unto our path. You know, we quickly will ask opinions or help from other people. And I'm okay with that. And if you want to discuss that sometime, I believe that there's scriptural basis for helping one another along the way. But what I want you to understand this morning is, folks, we cannot neglect and replace God's word with anything else. God's word is what we got, go by. God's word is our guide in our life. And that's why he said, Lord, wake us up in the morning. Get us up in the morning, Lord, and, and let your word be what I need. And let your word be what I need in my life. And here he's talking about in the 17th, it says, uh, the 17th chapter, 11th verse, it says, And they received the word with all readiness of mind, and they searched the scriptures daily. You know today, folks, I believe is that uh, we need to ask the Lord daily to give us guidance of what we need. But there's something else that's pretty interesting in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let me read to you if I may in the very 31st verse. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 31. Paul says a, a pretty amazing thing right here. I protest by your rejoicing which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. And notice what he says here. I die daily. I don't think many of us have nine lives or 29 lives or a thousand and nine lives. I don't think we die every day. But the scripture does teach us that when we are born again, that the old man is dead. And here it is, the old man wants to rise up and it's almost like every morning Paul said, I got to wake up and I've got to tell myself, I am not taking my old self with me. Some people may think, well, you shouldn't have to tell yourself that. I'm going to be pretty transparent with you. Sometimes I have to tell myself to leave my old self behind and be the person that God has made me to be. The old man wants to wake up with you and say, I want to tag along. This new creature that you are, you go ahead, but the old man wants to follow right along. And you know what Paul said? I have to die daily. I'll wake from my sleep. I crucify the old man. I will leave him behind and I'm going to go through that day in the holiness of Jesus Christ. Only to find out he lays down and he's there again the next day. Folks, today, don't you wish that you got days off from fighting against evil? Don't you wish that we celebrated holidays and that was your break from fighting against temptations and evil? Folks, today, it's something we do every single day. You're not a bad person because you have temptation. You're not a bad person because your old self tries to rise again. Paul said, I die daily. There's only one way that we should live, and that's living in Jesus Christ. And that's what he talks about there in the book of Romans, I believe it is. And in chapter 6 and in verse 11, he says, Likewise reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed through sin, but you are alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Here we wake up in the morning, you can do one of two things. You can let your old fleshly body take over and take on through the day. You can tell God, Lord, let your spirit with inside of me, let it resurrect, let it rise, and let it go forth that I might be the servant that you would have me to be. For here in the book of Acts, chapter 5, Lord, here's this day, let it be you. I'm not asking you about yourself. But just think about your everyday conversation. How many times...
Do you hear the name Jesus? Just listen. How often do you hear the name Jesus? I'm going to venture out on some things I probably can't prove, but you're probably going to hear it more in vain than you do in a holy sense. People are going to say it, some, but a lot of times it's more in a slanderous way. How often do you hear Jesus? It's like the old song that says, there's just something about the name. Why is it that we don't, I say we, why is it that I struggle so often talking about Jesus? Why is it that we struggle so often saying, Lord, let your light shine about me and be an example to those that were around? We're here in the book of Acts chapter 5 in the 42nd verse. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Notice what he said, daily in the temple and in every house. Folks, today I pray that in every one of our lives that we're preaching Jesus every day. Do I believe you got to open up this 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 uh, uh, trees and cowhide and open it up and preach to people? No, that's not what we're talking about. But we're talking about every time in our lives that opportunities are there that we talk about how good God's been. Talk about a time in our life when God saved us and He gave us hope that that it, that is unshakable. If, if anything else that we go through that we see is that that these are things that we must go through and that we need God. So in that fifth chapter, forty second verse, and daily in the temple and in every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus the Christ. Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, listen to this. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added the church daily, such as should be saved. Boy, you want to you connect the dots between those two? Acts 5 and 42, and daily in the temple and every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people the Lord added in the church daily. Folks, God's blessings are not just reserved for Sunday morning. The peace of God is not just reserved for Sunday morning. You don't just get saved on Sunday morning. We're not just a member of the Lord's church on Sunday morning. We're not just Christians on Sunday morning. We belong unto Him every single day day. And I believe that that's what God is calling us to do, that we might, uh, we might go out and, and to teach others every day of our life. And when we do, I believe that God calls us alongside one another to help each other out. For the book of Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 13 says this, but exhort one another daily. Something I fall short on. But exhort one another daily. Sometimes you're the encourager. Sometimes you need to be encouraged, don't you? Sometimes we kind of go through that. We need that. It says, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. But he says, exhort one another daily. Do you know what it means to exhort one another? It means to call alongside of. I can feel very confident when I say this. I believe any person here that if I called you and said I need you, I believe you would be there. Do I believe that God is there? Yes. But I want to tell you something I believe in. When He sent His disciples out two by two, 
Sometimes we need people with us along the way. I thank God that he has put some really good people in my life that all I can say is, I need this. You know what? They'll come right along right beside you. Folks, today, not only do I know that there are people that are called alongside to me, there's sometimes I'm called to be along somebody else. It's okay, folks, to ask people to come and to help you out. You know the story with Moses when he was holding up the tablet and they, they were winning and as soon as it fell, they started falling. Uh, they would, they was going to start losing the battle. And all of a sudden, there was two more that came along and they held his arm up and said, we're not going to hold the, the law for you, but we're going to help you hold it up. Sometimes we have to realize we need that along the way. But he said, exhort one another. Call alongside one another. Be there one for another. And I want you to know, in the, in the technological age that we're in, folks, there's no reason that we should not be there one for another. And we are. We lift each other up and we take them into the presence of the Lord that God might give them what they need. And that's why when he tells us here that we need to exhort one another daily while it is called today. You can't have your manna tomorrow. You can't eat yesterday's. All you can deal with is today. I'll hear long and I'll hush. Book of Proverbs. Chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. What are you looking for today? Are you looking to come to church, visit with some people, go home and take care of a few items or, you know, honeydew list type stuff? Is that what we're hoping for today? Or what are we hoping for tomorrow? Or are we hoping that maybe, I don't know, whatever it is we look for, I pray that every day of our life we're looking for Jesus to come. You know what's really odd about that? Is that mathematically, percentage-wise, we're going to do a whole lot more days that he's not going to come if we look every day versus the one day that he does. But you know what, folks? Aren't you glad that the one day that he comes, you're watching for him? Aren't you glad today to know that you're ready for that one day? Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 34. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. How many of us today are watching daily? Are we standing at the post saying, Lord, when you wake up in the morning and you're laying there and you're praying and you're, you're, you're soaking up God's word and you're saying, okay, God, here we go. We're going to face this day. But if this is the day I leave this world, Lord, then I'm looking for you. I probably don't prepare myself and tell people enough. This could be the day today. I could be wrong I don't know mathematically what it is, 50-something thousand times. But one of these days, if I said that every day, it's going to be right. Lord, this is the day that I'm leaving. And if this is the day the Lord sees fit to call me, guess what? Everything's going to be all right. Are you here this morning and are you ready for that day? Are you ready for God to supply you what you need? For I want to hush with this. Jesus, in this model prayer, as we call it, He says, give us this day our daily bread. Are you coming in here today looking for what God can give you today and you're going to use this for the rest of the week? Or are you going to wake up Tuesday and then Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday? Are you going to wake up the rest of the week saying, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Today, not only can we ask, God can supply it. Because even when we think we don't need it, we have needs in our life. I want us to get a song this morning.